Today's episode is brought to you by Enchant the Dawn by Amanda Ashley. Set in steamy New Orleans, New York Times and USA Today bestselling author Amanda Ashley delivers essentially charged and intelligent vampire romance perfect for fans of J.D. Ward and Christine Feehan. Desire, danger, deception. The scion of the Falconer vampire clan inspires them all. When a mysterious man rescues Madison Bainbridge from a random attack, she sees only his broad shoulders, gray eyes, and kindness. But as she gets to know Dominic, her attraction wars with the certainty he's keeping big secrets. Who is the menacing beauty following him around? What of the palm reader who stops her in the park? And who's watching them from the shadows? Young vampire Dominic Falconer wanted nothing more than a few weekends in New Orleans, a chance to see the city on his own. He didn't expect to be captivated by the lovely Maddie, or for enemies to surround him, eager to use the stirrings of his heart to bring down his family. A hostile rival is out for vengeance. Dominic's fellow Hungarian vampires are vanishing without a trace, and the shadowy knights of the dark wood want nothing more than to get hold of Dominic himself. But Dominic and Maddie have a connection worth fighting for and a passion that will awaken the unexpected in them both. You can find out more about Enchant the Dawn at www.kensingtonbooks.com. Enjoy the show, y'all. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Girls Like Us. This is the podcast that asks the question, what does a degree in literature get you? And we say it gets you a podcast about children's books. Um, Unlike the shirt that I saw in the Target Halloween section yesterday, I'm not with (laughs) Spooky today. I'm with Franny. Franny, how are you doing? I'm with Spooky. I'm, I'm, I'm well. How is, I have to say, I've been unimpressed by the Target Halloween section this year. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing good. No, I really, I didn't do like a full walkthrough. I just kind of did like a, I hit a quick peruse on them. Uh, I had to get in and out of Target quite quickly yesterday. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, like. I won't say it again. I've now said it on this podcast like four times. I don't like Halloween decorations. The colors purple, orange, and black don't do much for me. But, you know, I'm still a believer. Um, I'm still willing to get my heart broken. You respect people's rights. Exactly. I respect people's rights to do Halloween things. Um, I just have to say, though, if you guys go to Target, I'm sure you'll see it because they had like a bunch of uh, a bunch of these shirts, but they say I'm with spooky and they're like a black tie dye and it's like a bone hand that's pointing to the side. But because it's like, that, a, that sounds like, like a slur or something to be quite I'm honest. With spooky? Like, that doesn't sound flattering. I'm with spooky. Why? It's like, it's like I'm with stupid, but like spooky yeah, for Halloween. I think spooky. contextually yeah. with the shirt, it doesn't seem like a slur. What's more egregious about the shirt that I saw is that it looks like the hand is like, it's like a making like an O. So it looks like the bone hand is about yeah. to like jerk somebody off. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> that would not be, that would, that would not, not feel good. Feel good dude. Not only is it dry, but it's also like cold. I don't know. It's, exactly. uh, it's not for me. I am not with spooky because I'm not trying to have spooky, jerk, spooky. jerk me off anytime soon. Um, no. Yeah. I, well, okay. So we have something that we wanted to talk about, but before we talk about that, do you have any sort of, I mean, like now it's fall, like officially first mm-hmm, day of fall, mm-hmm. September 21st. I don't know about you, but where I am, the temperature dropped immediately. Yeah. Um, 
What's like your fall vibe right now? Do you have Halloween plans? Are you going to do anything fun and fall related coming up? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, As far as Halloween goes, I really have not thought that far ahead yet. Um, Even though it feels like it's like literally like tomorrow, like um, at my day job, I've been like doing like all of our like Halloween planning. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, It is coming up here. But um, yeah, I don't know. My biggest focus right now is that I bought a good American scuba turtleneck shirt off of Poshmark. I have to talk really to you cute. about this. I have to talk yeah. to you about this. So you bought it off of, did you say you bought it off of Poshmark? Poshmark. Yeah. Okay. So you texted, I'll give kind of behind the scenes to the listener. Yes. You texted yeah. when you made the purchase, you texted me and Spencer, friend of the pod, Spencer Peppet, known as the front person of the Ophelia's. Um, you text our group chat and you were like, I got this scuba turtleneck. I didn't want to be, I'm kind of like known as being a hater. I didn't want to be a hater. Uh-huh. I just, why scuba? Like, is this something that okay, people I'll are wearing exactly. now? I have no, like, I had never heard of this before you said it. I was okay. like, but I said, I think you sent it in the middle of the day while I was like working or in class or something. And I was like, I can't even begin to think about this right now. Well, let me give you kind of, I'll give you then my background to this background, okay? Okay. Um, I think last year for Christmas or the year before, my dad got my mom a Lululemon pullover that is in scuba material and it has kind of a mock neck. And it's really, really cute. What is scuba material? I cannot find it online. It's like, it's like thick. It's like. I mean, you can, it's like what a scuba suit would be made of. It's a neoprene, okay. I think, is maybe. Right. Um, and and it's, the mom that my mom got was really cute. I wore it. I stole it from her. It must have been the Christmas before because I don't think I would steal a present she immediately got. But right. I, like, I was wearing yeah. it all while I was back in Cincinnati last year. Um, I've never bought anything from Lululemon. I cannot justify the prices, but I could also not find it on their website and... For some reason, like buying used activewear without like on off of Poshmark does gross me out a little bit because that was that, my first question. Tends, yeah, that was my uh, first now, question. This one, I was like, okay, I want like I really like turtlenecks, and I was like, okay, this looks like it's similar to what I want, which is kind of a pullover, um, like a really like structured like neck, and just like a way to like it's like a cute sweatshirt, like it's a like elevated sweatshirt. Okay. Um, and then, so I looked this up and I found it and it was new with tags and WT okay. on Poshmark. So I knew it was new and it was, I think I got it for like 35 and it retails for like 79. Okay. And wow. I do think new American or good American or whatever stuff is cute. Um, I have never know, seen anything for beside you, the jeans. I didn't know yeah. that there were things. Um, they have like cute, like blazers and stuff. The one thing I will say is that it was like size three, which it just means large. Like th- they do the thing where it's like, we are not using normal sizes, but it's like, okay, so you mean size one is small, size two is medium, size three right. is large. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I like, just be real with me. Like, yeah. Tell I, me the truth. Yeah. Tell me the truth. I don't need any flattery. I'm a grown woman. Like I can, if you want to call, like, even if like, I don't know, the size is like extra, 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 extra mungo, huge, dumb bitch. <laughs> like, at least that's more descriptive than three. Nobody here knows I know. what I got three. a sweater. 
I got a sweater from my mom that the the tag inside the it, um the large it said lovely large and I no. was like just say large. Oh, you know it's what? Okay. I think you. I think we've talked about this before. Didn't you get yeah. this for Christmas or something? I got it for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what medium says. Yeah. I like it. Just says medium, like small medium, it just and then like small medium. Lovely large. <laughs> hey, mama. <laughs> yeah. You're the cha cha. Yeah. Right. Wiggle. Exactly. Mama's. It's like. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like uh, do not pander to me. I'm an adult. I can Mm -hmm. take it. Just call me disgusting and give me my $200 sweater and I'll be I'll be out of your way. (laughs) Exactly. Do not tell me it makes me feel so much worse. It's like reverse vanity sizing. I'm like you are you are making me know that you think there's a problem with this because you are trying to add a positive modifier. to Exactly. Like the other day. Yeah. I was like minding my business, trying to get a pot belly sub, like in my like 30 minutes before school uh-huh. and work. I just have to say, first of all, the lack of dignity involved in the human experience when you have to like walk into a place called pot belly is bad right, enough. Exactly. And I'm like, it's not you don't because think of I, that, but it is like, yeah, yeah, like, it's they're disgusting. calling you fat from the get go. Right, exactly. It's called like chunkies, yeah, stuff and sandwich shop. Right. Yeah. So like, first of all. Um, that is a lack of dignity. Second of all, like I'm not choosing to go to Potbelly. Like as you guys can probably imagine, downtown Columbus is not exactly like replete with like good, like energizing lunch options. Like for lunch, right. I really at the end of the day, I want a salad. I cannot have like, I cannot have something considered like good fun food at lunch. Like it has mm-hmm. to be like a salad with a protein or else guess who's not getting anything done for the rest of the day. Um, And like, sometimes the vibe is like, let's not get anything done for the rest of the day. Um, But let's take a nap. uh, Yeah. But sometimes, you know, like whatever. So I go into pot belly. I have to say like across the board one, I always forget this because it's always like when I'm running late, but like a pot belly sandwich, Mm -hmm. I don't know how, because it's like wheat bread, Turkey, Fucking mustard and mayonnaise, lettuce, mm-hmm. tomato, always makes me sick. Always makes yeah. me sick. I do not. It's like must be like the level of like preservatives or like salt or something. Or like, is it like because so, I've never I've never eaten at a pot belly. Um, okay. Oh, skinny is, alert! Skinny alert! Yeah. Uh-huh. For me, in my experience, I wouldn't go somewhere <laughs> called that. But you can describe I wouldn't go it to, to me. perfect pot bellies. Yeah, but you right. know, <laughs> I'm just going to Subway, and no, yeah. that doesn't have a modifier. No, they they use they use peanut butter, and the reason I don't go there is because. You know, unlike a normal restaurant where it's like we keep our peanut butter separate, like isn't it like a subway spread where like they do have everything just kind of yeah everything's kind of in the, that's and, what I would call the culprit. That's really smart, actually. Yeah, like whenever you're dealing with a situation where it's like a place that has everything like in the um in the Cambros in the cooler, like there's so yeah. much cross cont- contamination happening that it's like yeah something from something is getting in it, and I just really have to like I am like almost. I lately have been feeling so sick in so many ways and feeling like so much, not to say it, inflammation just throughout my entire yeah. body for different reasons. Um, I am like dangerously close to doing something crazy akin to like a Yolanda Hadid like cleanse because like, yeah, I feel as if there are chemicals in my body that I need to get rid of. And not because I'm like, Mm. oh, I'm bloated or like, oh, I feel like I'm gaining weight. Like, no, I think that there's something in me that's like causing me to be ill. Um, Yeah, I totally feel once in a while or, and and for me, usually it's like, cause I, 
Like my diet, I would say like is like, okay, like, but I eat bad shit, but I also eat good shit. But once in a while, if I'm skimping on the good shit, I'm like, I need a vegetable in my body right now. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're feeling where you're like, I'm eating a lot of vegetables. I just am feeling like there's like, I don't know. Like I haven't, I've like barely been drinking because like Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point age wise. I don't know if you feel the same. If I'm going to work during the week. I can't drink during the week. Like, it's just, like, the two are, like, mutually exclusive. I cannot Mm – I am not somebody that can have a drink on a Wednesday night, like, without You're probably much more productive than I am. Well, I I have to. Like, that's the problem is, like, I am doing, like – I am doing way too much right now just by virtue of, like, being in school and having to work at the same time. That, like, I don't have – like, I I can't – I wish, but I don't have a day in my week right now where I can be like, oh, whatever happens that day happens because like I always like show up to school and then like suddenly it's like, hey, Sophie, do you want to tell us about this law of evidence for 30 minutes? And it's like if I had a drink the night before, honey, guess what I'm going to do? Throw up like it's not working. So I don't know, like. If you guys see me on my Instagram story doing the master cleanse and, like, I don't know, repping for, like, some disgusting, like, Yolanda Hadid shit, mind your business, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, Have you ever, and I think we can just talk about, we were going to talk about Gaylor, but let's save it. Let's save it for another episode because I have to ask you something, and I have to ask our listeners something. You've been to Piata, right? Yes. Speaking of world capital of places getting sick. um, Yeah. it's, It's Ohio, I think. Okay. Just like fusion, which I miss fusion. I love fusion. Fusion is like fake sushi Chipotle. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. And the thing with that is that like, and you know what? Now I'm reconsidering because I, I normally would get like smoked salmon or cooked fish. I would yeah. not get fresh fish at fusion, but maybe it's not great that the fresh fish is, is just sitting, sitting out there. Um, I but probably, Piata yeah. is like spaghetti, but it really doesn't work to me. That concept really does not work because it's like, a spaghetti bar, like spaghetti is one of the clumpiest things you can have. Yeah. It like sits for like two seconds outside of its water. The good thing about, so I went to a Piata about a year ago because I was at the mall with a group of friends and we had just mm-hmm. taken an exam. And so we were all kind of like, we need to like eat something like disgusting right now. Yeah. And I got a salad at Piata and... Like, just, like, artichoke hearts. I think I got, like, some pesto. I think I got some mozz and then, like, a bunch of arugula and, like, mm-hmm. sun-dried tomatoes. And that was that was good because their stuff tends to be well-seasoned. I just, like, I even worked at a place, like, not a fast casual place, but, like, mm-hmm. at the wing we did a lot of, like, that style of service. And yeah. to be honest, when I would eat at work, I would get sick, too. Like, from, like, Cambro, yeah. like, cold top cooler shit and I genuinely think this is actually I've actually never thought about it in that context before but Mm -hmm. I think that what you pointed out is very smart which is just like if you have any food sensitivities at all the amount of cross-contamination happening in that space is probably bad yeah or or just the fact that it's like it allows like on a microscopic level like probably a little bit of bacteria to grow so that is so true you know yeah yeah I don't know and you know that's the thing is well, and I, I often, I don't feel sick after Chipotle, but I never feel like great after Chipotle, no. which is Who interesting. Does? Yeah. And that's the thing is too, like, and that's kind of my beef with Piata, to be quite honest, is that I think that if you have a place that's like, that is a style where you like go down the line, you like say what you want. I don't like for there to be too many variations on what you can get. And I feel like at Piata, yeah. there's too many things happening. 
Yeah. The beauty of Chipotle is that you use the same exact ingredients in every single thing. Yeah. But I never feel awesome after Chipotle. I never, and that's always like a, a road trip thing. It's like, okay, we're driving. We kind of want something like vaguely. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be sitting there after you ate a McDonald's Big Mac if you're the one driving. Like, you need to be alert. So it's like, oh, let's do Chipotle. But then it it's never that good. Right. No. And I, yeah, I feel like I fall prey to these things a lot because, like, being, like, a salad lunch person, like, I'll yeah. go into a Chipotle and I'll, like, want them to make me a salad. But then as soon as I'm eating the meat from Chipotle, like, something happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, Meg and I just decided last night to, we're going to go vegetarian in the house because yeah. we're going to just like not buy meat, which we yeah. really don't do that. We will still buy fish. Sorry, that doesn't count. Um, no, fish doesn't uh, count. They don't have souls. Yeah, fish do not count. Have you looked at fish but, in the eyes? Come yeah, on. Honey, no. Um, and I would even say chicken don't count that much, but they count enough that I'm like, okay, I feel bad. And honestly, I used to be someone who was like, I would only do it for environmental reasons. But I have to be real. It, it's it's because I've become a wimp with animals because of cookie. Because I think yeah. I wouldn't want to eat cookie. No. That being said, I will still eat. Like if someone else has made me meat, I will eat that, and then yeah. I might order it at a restaurant because that that feels different for me than oh one hundred percent the one paying yeah. for it. Yeah. So I like we do the same thing. We really do not cook meat at home unless it's like like. Unless it's something we're buying at, like, a butcher shop for, like, specialty reasons. Yeah. Um, and it does make me feel a lot better, like, when I don't eat. like yeah. for Because for the most part, I end up, like, being totally vegetarian except for, like, the weekends. And yeah. it does make me feel better. Um, now, I will say, I'm going to admit to something. Because this is yeah. also maybe, like, the source of why I've been feeling, like, not in my body lately. On yeah. Saturday, I went to a restaurant. Saturday last week, so mm-hmm. a week ago, I went to a restaurant about a week ago. Yeah, this something horrible happened to me. So I, yeah. I prefer there you not to be there not to be uh, <laughs> jokes about this. A really bad thing, traumatizing thing happened to me, which is that it's a restaurant we go to a lot because it's right around the corner from our house. It's really good. Shout out! Actually, mm-hmm. I'll shout it out because there's never enough people there. It's called the Crest. It's in Clintonville. Um, Go to it if you live in Columbus. Okay. <laughs> the Clintonville crime community. Clintonville, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, if Bill's walking around there, I, honey, I understand why there's not a lot of people. questions. That. People yeah. are not returning after <laughs> Right. Um, oh, my God. So, go to the Crescent in Clintonville. But I made a huge mistake, which is that I never look at the menu because we're there all the time, but the menu does mm-hmm. rotate. And so we were there with Nick's mom. So she was looking at the menu mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, this Asobuco sounds good. And usually Asobuco, it's like an Italian like uh, way of yeah, cooking beef. Usually it's beef um, or veal, um, yeah. which, you know, is a meat that I feel safe with. Um, and so I was like, and, and, you know, you guys can come at me for just going on a whole thing about how I'm like essentially vegetarian and eating veal, which is famously baby cow. (laughs) Come at me, whatever. I, I like never do. Probably the last time. Right. Exactly. It was a nice place. It was like $50 Asabuco. Yes. (laughs) Then I could eat it. That's the correct level of guilt. Yeah. Um, anyway, I order the Asabuco. It comes out. The woman is like, and I'm not kidding, this is what happened. The woman is like, who ordered the venison? 
And oh, I am like, yeah. surely it couldn't be me because that is not something I would ever do. But turns yeah. out it was venison also buco. So then I had to sit there with my meal, which was deer meat. And like which literally that's not a meat that like would cook up well. I've had no. venison sausage and it, it, it was is just, gross. it's very gamey. Yeah. And I have to say too, so like right away, I'm like, I don't want to eat this, but like there's no right. other option because Nick got um Nick got salmon and I don't really like salmon. So it's not yeah. like I could like force him to switch with me. Um I don't like like I'll eat like a rare salmon, but I don't want like I don't like right. want like a fully you cooked salmon. It. That's like yeah. gross. Um yeah. it gets so chalky, but so I literally am sitting there earlier that day. I was walking the ravine near our house. Like there's this little ravine where like a lot of people like go and like walk their dogs. And like the, there were. You're giving people so many murder tips for you right now. I have to say. Yeah. The, uh, come murder me. Anybody. No. Anybody who lives like any like. The, this would be like if I was talking about like going to like Central Park or something. Like this is like right, a huge yeah. area that I'm referencing. To. I'm like, well, when I'm right by my house, there's this huge bean. Um, yeah, exactly. it's really beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. And then um, I walk across the river. Right. Like this is. I'm giving pretty general things, and also like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if you want to murder me, you go ahead. I carry a weapon. Like, good luck. Um, I'm strapped. <laughs> What's your weapon? Your pussy. Don't worry about it. I don't have to reveal don't that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm with um, spooky. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> my weapon is that I always ride with Spooky. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was walking, and literally the deer were, like, frolicking around me that day. So I'm sitting there knowing oh. that I have to take a bite of this because, like, we're with Nick's mom, so I can't act like what I usually would, which would be yeah. totally bratty and make Nick feel bad to me to the point where he handles the problem. He would switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had to eat it, and it was really gross and made me feel disgusting. Wow, this story is so boring, but... Um, no, that's, I, you know what, I think that's, it's important to talk about too, because I think we've kind of been brainwashed by big, like, parks and recreation systems that deer, because like, you know, in Alt Park where Sophie and I kind of grew up, that was a go-to park for us was like, yeah, it would always be like, well, don't walk on the trails during right now because they're killing deers. Right. Like, they, it would always be like, we're actively, you know, sniping down deer. So we've been yeah. able to think you know, that that's okay. Um, I do have to say, I think if you kill and prepare the meat yourself, like that's a good ethical trade-off. Oh, 100%. And of course, like I'm not, I'm not doing it because I, I, in my mind, I'm just like, well, if I think that's like gross and I would not feel comfortable doing that, then should I really be eating meat? And I feel like, no, again, we're just not doing it inside the house. Uh, we will, I will definitely still have a burger once in a while. Um, I love a burger. Burgers are so good. Um, Um, speaking of vegetarians, yeah, true. This book, uh, we were talking about The Princess Diaries by Meg Cabot, and I loved this book. This book was so good. Yeah. Um, I, and you know, we've kind of been getting into the um, the diary discussion because we, we did Absolutely Normal Chaos, and then we um, did Agnes Thongs and the Full Frontal Snogging um, uh, last week, I believe. So uh, this book, it kind of falls right into that, that tradition. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Sophie, how did you feel about it? Um, I really liked it as well. I wanted to know if you noticed that it was formatted the same way as absolutely normal chaos with like the font and everything. Yeah, it it truly was. I just read the back half of it on Kindle, and then the front half I I listened to, which Anne Hathaway reads the oh she does the the book for it. Yes, it was. was I should have listened to it. Damn it! This was like one of the few ones I actually because usually I listen, but this one 
I thought that it would, because of like the reasons, uh, because of the format, I thought it would be faster if I read it. And I really didn't have a lot of time to be listening to things the past few days. Um, it was only a six-hour audiobook, and I always do yeah. it on half speed. But in six hours, that sounds long. That is a lot of books you check out on Libby or whatever. It'll be like eight, an eleven audiobook, like for books yeah. for books that we like a like a Gossip Girl would be like an eleven-hour audiobook. Yeah. So yeah, um, this uh, Angus songs and uh, Full Frontal Snogging was a five-hour audiobook, which rocked wow. because I was able to listen to it on one during one workout on double speed. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, that's really nice. This one I wanted to listen to, but I just couldn't. I've literally been like uh, condemned to my home the past few days, yeah. but now I wish I would have um, to hear Anne Hathaway. I was surprised. So I expected this book to be really different from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I guess it is in some ways, like we're mm-hmm. like in the movie, Her the dad, dad is, is dead. Yeah. In the yeah. book, the dad is alive. But for the most part, it's pretty like, the general, the broad strokes are the same, mm-hmm. I would say, as the movie. Um, the the specifics of the character, like, all the names are the same, which mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know why, but I was, like, thinking that the names would be different. Um, yeah. I liked the connection to the father. I understand why in the movie they changed it because Me too. Julie Andrews is more fun than like some random man you would get to play a dad and just to have Plus one it ups figure. the stakes a little bit. Yes. Like to be like, because basically in the book how it starts off is she doesn't, she knows her dad. Her yeah. dad's alive. She talks to him. And it, this kind of made me laugh because in the, in the um, movie, she like has no idea. Like she's never met her dad. She doesn't know anything about this. In this book, she goes to Genovia with her dad. Like she like goes there on holidays before. Yeah. Yeah. She just hasn't realized anything. She's even seen a picture of him in like a princely thing, but she, he had hair and he's bald now. So she didn't think that that was him. Um, but like, so, but he basically says he, um, he had testicular cancer and he just learned that he's sterile. And so he's like, okay, and so I can't have any more kids. So Mia, you're going to have to learn how to be a princess for when I die. Which that those stakes are much less high than you're. You have to be a princess now because you're coming of age, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of like any other like big. I mean, obviously, there's more fleshed out here, and like the whole the controversy with the deli that mm-hmm. the best friend Lily is doing. Um, and Lily, the Lily the character movie. was very funny. I mean, and I forget, I feel like there was like a foot thing in the movie maybe. Yes. But in this book, her her whole thing is that she has a stalker who's really into her feet. And like, she wants to put on an episode where on her live access TV show, which they did mention, I liked this, how like, it's only for rich people. If only if you can afford to fund live access, can you actually yeah. do a television show? Because she pays yeah. like $200 a week for this show. Um but they, but she wants to do a episode where she like taunts him by like changing her shoes the whole time. And then her parents are like, why do we need to, who are therapists are like, we're actually going to interrogate you about this. But yeah. that was like a very funny detail, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I, overall, I mean, I am never wanting to, like, I never have the gut instinct or the gut reaction of like really wanting to read a book in like, somewhat of an epistolary style like this one. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never like, oh, I really want to read, like, a diary book. But it's really well done, and I appreciate that 
it feels like well-placed and character motivated, kind of like in absolutely normal chaos. Like we know the reason the character has to be Mm -hmm. keeping a diary. In the case of that book, it's because it's like a summer assignment she's been given for her English class. In this case, it tells us so much about the character already that it's the reason she has to keep a diary is because her mom is like, I feel like you're not telling me your feelings. So like you should be recording them somewhere. Because her mom is also dating her algebra teacher. So that's kind of the inciting incident of her mom being like, I feel like you're more mad about this than you're saying. So break down your feelings here. Um, In your, like, when you were in high school or middle school or anything, were there any, like, things about, like, a parent dating a teacher or something like that? I don't think so. I remember my dad wanted to set up my, one of my algebra teachers with one of, and of course he said this really offhand, but, like, with one of our family friends. But yeah. which that's a little different. But I feel like, yeah, a teacher dating a parent is probably not awesome from an ethical standpoint. It has to standpoint. happen all the time. Yeah, it does have to happen all the time. I don't know. I feel like, you know, I think as a child, you think maybe teachers, the teacher drama is much crazier than it is. But then as an adult, it's like, oh, that's like if all my coworkers, like, how how many times do your coworkers fuck each other, you know, in yeah. a professional setting? Not that often, to be honest. Yeah, I think it depends on the setting. Um, Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of, like, uh, there's a lot, actually, like, in, like, the legal field of, like, people, Mm -hmm. like, sucking and fucking each other. Yeah. Which. Sucking and fucking, Your Honor. (laughs) Your Honor, I was sucking and fucking her. I was sucking and fucking my co-counsel, Your Honor. Um, That's what happened in The Liars, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, that's true. Uh, reboot um, book. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can't say it doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... The one thing I will say, though, sue me. Maybe it's because I saw the movie first. I think this mm-hmm. works better as a movie than it does a book. Like, it's more fun. I, no, I agree. Because yeah. in the book, like, you have all the cool aspirational stuff, like you know, the idea of being a princess, getting all these things, but actually getting to Mm -hmm. see, like, the makeover and, like, the cool, like, princess gadgets and shit that she gets in the movies are, like, a lot better. Yeah. Plus, this makeover sounds way less dramatic than it does in the book because her hair is already, she's short, her hair is short and she has blonde hair. And so she just kind of gets more of a, like, you know, pixie cut, um, basically, which, I mean, that is dramatic, I guess, to, if you've never had that haircut before. But in the movie, I feel like that's a much bigger deal of her not having glasses after that and like her you know curly to straight I think is kind of a more dramatic transformation than short to slightly shorter yeah curly to straight is curly to straight is a huge is a huge move I don't I mean like so let's think about this book in context with have we only ever read we read um airhead the other Red make habit book where I think that the girl gets hit other. by the big TV and they slop, slop, slop her brain into the sewer. Yes, which um, I enjoyed this book way more than Airhead. Um, what are the other make habit books that we've read? Um, I know we've read at least one other, but I'm I'm um, looking it up now. Oh, we read um, All American Girl. All American oh, Girl. Oh, yeah, and All American Girl was pretty good. Um, I love that one. I think, yeah. I, I think I like that one more than I like this, even though it is, like, full-on, full-on... Yeah. Um, she has a book called Propaganda. Size 12 is Not Fat. That's her uh, uh, adult book. Trust me. And then, the oh, the sequel to that one, it's called Size 14 is Not Fat Either. 
Okay, queen. Lovely large is not fat. Lovely large is not fat. <laughs> lovely, lovely, um, lovely large isn't fat either. She looks like Miranda from Sex in the City. I guess Make she does. does. Oh, she totally She does. has she the kinda, Miranda haircut. Yeah, she has the Miranda haircut. She also kind of, she bears a resemblance to Lisi. Um, but I yes, think she does. all like brunette women of that age maybe look the same uh-huh. to me. Um mm-hmm. Okay, what else should we talk about with this book? Like, what's... Uh, well, let's just go through the kind of the plot a little bit. Because it, it does... Yeah, the broadest strokes are similar. Like, I knew where this was going because I had read the... Or seen the movie, you yeah. know, a lot. But um, just in terms of, like, how how it tends to... Um, how it actually plays out in the book. So, like we said, her dad uh, is sterile. So, he's like, that's why you have to be a princess. So, he comes back and he tells her. And she's like... Which, like... yeah. That, for some reason, I never want to be th- thinking of the sterility of a father. Right, yeah. And, like, no, I also neither. don't like the implication that, like, oh, he was going to, like, go fuck around Genovia to try to get somebody else pregnant mm-hmm. um, so that his daughter didn't have to be the princess. Like Some of that, too, is her mom didn't want her to know. But, again, it's yeah. like she should have... Unlike the movie where this is a total shock, it's like this maybe shouldn't be a gigantic shock because you know that your father is a leader of some sorts in Genovia, right? Like yeah. she knows that he's not just like a, a civilian, which Genovia also seems like, in my mind, it's based off of Luxembourg. Like it seems like that's yeah. maybe the type of, of you know, um, kingdom it is. But um, Yeah, it's like not important when it comes no. in a geopolitical sense. It's just like kind of like no. an offshore account for a lot of like rich people that like yeah. has a royal family so that people can like cover their tax shit up. Yeah, exactly. Um but so he comes back and he tells her and she's like I don't want to be a princess. Like immediately she's like this is upsetting to me because also originally he's like and you're going to have to move there with me like right now so we can get started on your training and she's like I don't want to go. I don't want to leave my friends. And then, here's the thing. Her, yeah. We can litigate this briefly. What 14-year-old does not want to be a princess? Yeah, like, that is always... And I get that that almost is, like, a good narrative um, tool for an author to use. Because it's, like, Mm -hmm. you're immediately intrigued to read more about the character because you're, like, why would she not want to be a princess? Like, this is so stupid. And it's, like, I guess necessary for the plot. I don't care if it's, like, some random stinky-ass person showing up from Europe. If you show up and you tell me, oh, hey, um, by the way, you're, you've been a princess this whole time. Come on, let's get on a private jet to this, like, random-ass country that you've never heard of. I would be like, where yeah. do I sign? Like, let's exactly. go. If someone told me that now, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, sure. Let's like, what go. if we learned today if, if we were princesses? Like, that would be... I would like that. And I'm, that I think royalty rock. is stupid. But, you know, who doesn't want to be a princess? It's, yeah, it's, it sounds fun. You know what? Actually, switch. come on. We have seen the princess switch. Um, You know, actually, this is really, okay, this is a, I think it, it goes further into, like, the whole, like, idea of, like, capitalism and stuff. Because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, am I somebody who is actively, like, no royalty, like, death to the royal family in all circumstances, like, mm-hmm. no monarchy, power to the people, yes. If all of a sudden Prince William showed up, famously the Prince of Pegging, and was like, honey, come peg me, you yeah. know I would be on my Instagram fucking waving with a stiff little wrist to everybody yeah. who 
wanted. I would change my whole life. I'd go full Meghan Markle on them. I'd start a podcast company. I would. Oh my God. Like, you go on suits. Yes, I would like, go on hold suits. Up. Let me go on suits first. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> let, me ch- let me switch the language. Let me switch the um, language. Um, yeah. No, same. It, it, it like, I, I would immediately be into it. And I think especially, like, the thing about Genovia is, you know, monarchy, no, that's bad as, as far as rulers go. However, her grandma does uh, coach her in Marxist theory, which she I does. thought that, that was really funny. So I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe at least they have some of their... Which, which is interesting for a royal person to be into Marxist theory because I feel like that kind of goes against, like, perhaps, you know, what they're, um, you know, you can't, you can't have a lot of people's choice when, when you are just, it's, it's going down the airline. But I'd be okay with, like, a, um, oh, a girl is being delivered to me. Hi, are you going on a walk? Yes. Can I have a coffee refill? Yeah. Sorry, Cookie has to sit down. Hi, Meg, would, would you be a princess if if Prince William came to you? Prince William? Yeah, and he said, "I know you're a lesbian, but <sighs> but uh, but you're a princess now." Would you agree? Yeah. 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 I'd be a princess because you know he, he would have the affair anyway because I wouldn't peg him. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't, wouldn't peg him. Like, Ask me. She wouldn't even peg him. Like like just to see what it would be like. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask when she when she comes back with my coffee refill. Cookies are. I a resent that. I think Meg Meg is being kind of a pick me, saying she wouldn't peg Prince William. <laughs> yeah. That's well, pick me behavior. Than the rest of us are you serious? Yeah, you think you're better than me just because you wouldn't peg? You're saying okay. So, I don't Sophie care if it's you're being a pick me because you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> peg him. Are you saying you you wouldn't peg him? Not even to try it out. Sophie, I'm a lesbian. That's rude. Uh, it it is not rude. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I would, I would peg Prince William. Yes, of yeah. course he would. It's not sexual. I would. I don't want to peg him because I. I don't want to peg him because of this like impulse I have to like fuck him. It's like I'm mad about this. Also, you know that he would be like, you know, when you see like people like have like glass dildos, and it's like, in what world would you ever use this? He's certainly using a glass dildo. Yes, he absolutely is. And like one of the like one of the like prince attendants has to like wash it, and like there's like a really specific like like protocol for washing it. I just have to say, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck Prince William. I, I find no. him actively repulsive. Like I'm, yeah, I'm Harry's repulsed cute. by him. And, and young Prince William was cute. I don't even think young Prince William was cute. I like, they're cute in like the British way where it's like, this is they They were never like hot. I would say. Yes. Um, and but, you know, his they, grandparents are not to get into a topic from, I think the Patreon, Uh-oh. but his grandparents yeah. are cousins so yeah. we know no, from, that from main feed last week was that main feed mm-hmm. okay so not to get into Agnes. last week's oh yeah. right not to get into last week's topics but like that's you know that is cousin fucking he's a product yeah. of cousin fucking so i don't want to get my gene pool mixed up with it why which is why pegging is the perfect opportunity um yeah exactly and i also i'm interested into what sorry i'm gonna say what his asshole looks like it's like not sexual <laughs> yeah. for me it's like curiosity i'm dying to know like what well, kind of maintenance like, some, he does like, we haven't like seen any sort of like you know forward like genetic like no, no no they've never come out and been like we have you know this like problem because uh, you know health problem because our 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 grandparents were cousins. Mm. So what if it is that he 
he has a crazy asshole. And maybe I just, this is why Pagan feels so good to him. Maybe he's yeah. a very small asshole or a very yeah. large asshole. Yes, something. Like one of the two. Yeah, I just want to, I want to know, like, what's his grooming pattern down there? Like, how clean is it? What's his, like, what's his prep routine? Like, I just, all of yeah. these things are from it. I'm not a sex freak, guys. I'm, this is intellectual for me. I think it would tell yeah. me a lot about not only British culture, but monarchy culture and uh, perhaps even, I don't know, capitalism, yeah. the elites, whatever. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, fucking, let's yeah. talk about the the romance in this book. Oh, yeah. So the romance, so, um, well, yeah, and, and her grandma comes in and gives her princess lessons. The grandma is less of a character than she is in the movie. In the movie, yes. the grandma is like, that's the whole thing is their relationship. Um, but in this book, so she has a crush on this guy, Josh, who's dating this mean girl, Lana Weinberger. Of course, this is, I forget who plays Lana. Is it Hayden Pantanaire plays her in the no, movie? No, it's um, uh, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Oh my gosh, yeah. I forgot. Because um, remember that scene where they're, is this from this movie where they're at the beach and she's singing like, stupid Cupid, stop picking on me. And then they go into the the um, the shed and then it's not a perfect first kiss because her foot doesn't pop. Yeah. Um, but because it's um, stuck in the in the movie, it's yeah. stuck in like a it's stuck in a um little net thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she has a, a crush on this guy named Josh, but she's also like, and this this struck me as very you know realistic though though I have to say like best friend's brother. I mean, there's hell. There's even a victorious song written about it. Very typical romance. And then um, there's that the, TikTok yeah. sound one too with that annoying girl. Where she's oh. like, have you met my brother? And I said, no, I didn't. And then he oh, started yeah. coming over. You heard this, right? I don't think I've heard that. So I, it's this girl and I like, there's this girl. She makes like, she's one of the TikTok songwriter girls where it's like, she has like a really, really what appears to be like a high maintenance, like bleach blonde, like Bob. And is she whole, like, I'm a Victoria's secret. I heard that on the radio the other day, by the way. Um, oh, I, I heard that on the radio the other day too. Um, yeah. And they do talk about that. He lives in, it's an old man who lives in Ohio. And I was like, yeah, that's true. We learned this. Repping. He's friends with Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) (laughs) He lives in the back house. They're listed on one another's tax forms. No, it's not gay. I'm straight. (laughs) Um, the, uh, no, it's this girl, she does, like, these songs. Like, her whole thing is, like, she's, like, um, I'm not, like, a regular songwriter because, like, I'll fucking sing. I'll fucking drop names in my song. Like, I'll tell yeah. you who I'm talking about. And she always does these videos where it's, like, my group of BFFs reacting to um, a song I wrote about, like, a guy who ghosted me. And it's, like, all of the friends are sitting there and they're, like, covering their mouths and being, like, oh, my God, like, I'm fucking dying. Um, yeah. Where it's, like, literally, like, one, two, three, four. His name was Jeffrey and I hate him. Like, <laughs> um, which like, honey, I could write a song like that about a bunch of different people. Um, yeah. and I do in that like, format. yeah, I do like invoice messages to friends. Um, but it's usually yeah. about people I go to law school with. Uh, but she has a song where it's like, I think it's called like Kate's brother. And it's like about her like best friend's older brother. And it literally is just stealing the crown of yeah, 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 yeah. My best friend's brother is the one for me. me. A punk rock drummer and he's six foot three. Um, That song goes off. Um, All the victorious, Victoria's songs don't get enough 
don't get enough stage time these days. No. Like, there's some well, Victoria songs that go hard. Like, no, you'll hate it. Like, just listen, you'll hate it. I never watched Victorious, and I do have an aversion to Ariana Grande as Cat. Why? Because you're jealous? Because because I, I don't like the way that she, she kind of talks, and she talks like this. It's like a worse Luann from King of the Hill, and I think Luann yeah. sounds very cute. Um, but for some reason, seeing it come out of a teen girl and not, you know, Brittany Murphy makes me upset. Yeah, that's um, real. That's real. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's her best friend's brother, Michael, who in the movie, um, that's a particular romance. Um, that's it's I think that's a very cute thing in the movie. Um, yeah. In this book. With the M&Ms. The M&Ms. That's so oh, cute. Um, so in this cute. book, it's like um, they did a this sounded very realistic to me of like they're all playing a game and it's like okay who would you rather at the end of the world like would it you rather be with like Nicole Kidman or Winona Ryder and then of course it gets into like me or this girl from school like me or this person um and but the whole book she's like very she thinks Josh is like the most attractive this very popular guy is he's the yeah. most attractive guy in the book um and then eventually after she's outed as a princess she appears on the New York Post then he asks her out but he's just like a really shitty date and doesn't ask yeah. for anything and it's Kirk wants to be with her because um, she's a princess. And then, so we get the a blossoming of her friendship with, or of her romance with Michael at the end of this book. But I kind of liked that it wasn't like they're together now. It was just that Josh was going to be her date to the dance. And then she got there and, and dumped Josh. And then, so Michael's like, oh, like, you know, let's dance together. Like, yeah. you know, I, I thought that that was a little more, that was pretty like realistic and, uh, you know, this book is different than the movie, and the movie definitely works better in a lot of ways. But for setting this up for a series, this book worked really well. Unlike some of the other books we've read where, like, we talked about, you know, I tell you I love you, but then I have to kill you. And then the private book, which, and, and again, apparently private, there's a murder in it. Yeah. So that's why we have to keep reading it. But we didn't know that in the first book. And then I tell you I love you, but then I have to kill you. It did an okay job of setting up characters, but, like is apparently kind of different than the rest of the series. This book, you could tell that it was in the voice. Yeah. Of, like, it found like it's already found its voice. It doesn't feel like we're floundering around, which is always a, a plus in a in a in the first book in a novel series. Yeah, I agree. I think that, like, I think that that's something that Meg Cabot does a really good job of because you can read all of yeah. her books and be like, okay, this is a Meg Cabot book, but at the same time, it's not like you're opening this up and being like, this is written in the same style as All American Girl. Or this yeah. is written in, like, the same style as Airhead. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, like, it's very character-specific. Um, she also does, like, a really good job of, like, kind of describing what it is, like, to be, like, a you know, a teenage girl of this stature of, like, all the weird things that she and Lily do. Like, I don't know, like, uh, um, kind of egging on, like, people in Central Park to, like, hit on them, like, for yeah. Lily's. Like, they're doing a lot of, like, hidden camera type stuff for Lily's yeah. reality show. And all of those details were, were very funny. There's also a new character in this book, uh, Tina Hawking Baba, who is, like, a girl who gets made fun of at their school because she has a bodyguard. But then once um, Mia is comes out as a, a princess and her and Lily are in a fight because Mia ch- was like, okay, I have to actually be with my grandma on Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, so instead of doing your your public access show. But so she sits with this girl, Tina, at lunch, and we learn that Tina is kind of a, not a similar situation, but, like, her mom was, like, Swedish royalty or something, right? Like, her parents are, like, uber, uber wealthy, and so she makes friends with with her. And I kind of liked that because 
unlike the movie where I think she's like friends with like Lana, like Lana tries to be her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of a, a good contrast to her friendship with Lily and also like of her kind of realizing like, oh, you know, like I wasn't mean to this girl actively, but yeah, I never sat with her or gave her a chance. Like maybe I should yeah. do that more. So we do get some character growth outside of her just, you know, accepting that she's a princess. I think in this book, Lily is a little bit of a worse friend than she is in the movie. Yes. Um, she's not very she's understanding. Very she's yeah. very controlling. Like, she is really, like, you can tell, like, what motivates her mostly is, like, this public access show rather than, like, yeah. friendship or anything yes. else. And I, I also, like you pointed out, the detail about the fact that the public access show is, like, a marker of one's wealth. I think is very purposefully kind of put in to make us think about her and like their friendship. Um, Let's talk about Lily's crusade in this book against uh, a place called Hose Deli. Deli. Yeah. Um, So Lily is like, um, she realizes that this deli is charging Asian students five cents less than they're charging all other um, races of students so she's like doing like a docu style like interrogation into it and like is starting a petition at school um what what was funny to me was like and i love when an author can do this like correctly is putting us in the character's head and having us uh see the character's thoughts in a way that's like funny like even when the thoughts are like like what a teen girl would think like what how a teen girl's logic would work because she's like um because once right before she and lily are going to be friends again like she sees this show and then Lily like ends it with being like, yeah, like, you know, we may think that five cents is nothing in terms of racism, but I bet people in like Rwanda, like would think twice, like if they knew that this was, was happening and like, it's a slippery slope. And Mia's like, wow, she's really smart. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really miss her. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of funny. Yeah. I just, I think it's funny. I think that it's like, it was really something that I feel like a teenager would pick up at, on as a cause. Yeah. While also at the same time, you look at it as an adult and like, at least for me, I'm like, that's just called like, I don't know, like reparations. Reparations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, like, um, in intra community, like support favors. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. There were a lot of very funny, like Lily moments and like, moments about like their family, like her and Michael's parents are both therapists and yeah. they're like, their dog is named Pavlov, but there was like a lot of funny things where like their parents were out of the house for the night and they stayed in their parents' bed and then they got in trouble because the dog was in the bed. Like a lot of like stuff that is like a teen, it's like, this is drama um, for, for a teenager. Miss Cookie is making herself known on the, I know on she's, the broadcast she's right like, now. I'm the she just popped her little now. head up. She is yeah. the princess. Um, sorry, one sec. I'm just, like, thinking of. Yeah, so we, we, um, we talked a little bit about the end of the book, Mm -hmm. uh, with what happens at the dance, and, like, you know, she goes to the dance with Josh, and, um, you know, Josh doesn't know that she's a vegetarian, and so, like, mm-hmm. that's a whole thing where it's, like, you know, like, he doesn't really know you. Um, and yeah. then it, a funny moment for me was when, like, basically also Josh calls the paparazzi on them. Oh, and then, yes. And, and then they get out of the limo and, like, he, like, the paparazzi is, like, kiss her, kiss her. And he kisses her and she's, like, I hate this. Like, he doesn't even, like, know me. 
Right. Um, but then he's like, all all of her friends are standing around too. And he's like, so what? Like, I ordered you filet mignon. Is that a crime? And all of her friends are like, mm, oh, like a murmuring goes through. Yeah. Because they know it's serious because she's a very strict vegetarian. Yes. Um. Yeah. And, and I love that too, because it is kind of like, I, I also loved like internally she was like, I know he's only asking me out because I'm a princess, but that's okay because maybe he'll get to know me. Like, I love that it wasn't like she was like so naive. Like she, she knew what was happening. Um, yeah. But she was okay with that because- Again, she's she's a teenager and and she doesn't mind like it's like I don't care like I'm not worried about the ethical not the ethical things of this but like she she doesn't have a lot of I don't know it, it, I just thought that that was very realistic and fun yes um I will say that the end of the book did you know kind of have the very end of the book did kind of have an analog mm-hmm. to my life which oh. is that. Um, like, I guess it's, like, the morning after the dance, um, you know, everything, like, the dust is settling, and, mm-hmm. um, the grandma kind of, like, comes over to, like, check in mm-hmm. and be, like, you're still a princess, and, um, as the grandma is leaving, um, there's, like, this blind guy in the street who always like this guy who pretends to be blind. Yeah. Um, who always like tries to get people to help him cross the street. Um, and like uses it as an opportunity to like feel women up and like grope them without their consent. Um, and Mia's like, Oh, like don't help him grandma. Like he's trying to like, touch your titties essentially. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, like we have to help him. Like a princess is like always like kind and generous. And yeah. so the grandma goes to help him. And, uh, he of course like feels up the grandma and she like beats the crap out of this guy yeah. like with her purse. Um, but I feel like maybe I've told the story on the podcast before, but in my great grandma's funeral, this like random guy who like none of us, this was, you know, like, Wow, like 15 years ago. Um, yeah. This random guy who, like, none of us had ever, like, seen before in giant, like, circus glasses and calling himself Mr. What do you Magoo. Mean like, giant glasses. <laughs> Have I not told He's you this before? Mr. Magoo. He was calling oh, himself really Mr. Fun. Magoo. And he was, he. Have you ever, do you have a cultural awareness of Mr. Magoo? No, but I know that okay. he is, like, some He's sort like of a character. character. Yeah. He's like a crotchety old man. And I, I would. And I think I liked it as a child, watch Mr. Magoo's Christmas special where he yeah. went back to Broadway. I think he's just like, he's like, oh, I'm a crazy old man. Character. Yeah. Cartoon. <laughs> well, okay. So this guy called, calling himself Mr. Magoo was wearing like giant, um, like clown glasses that you would buy at like a <laughs> Halloween store at my grandma's funeral. And he was like standing next to us and we all kind of were like, okay, like whatever. But then at the end of the service, you know, like when we're moving from um, in the way that Catholic funerals so often do, you're moving from the um, the church to like where the burial is going to be mm-hmm. at the graveyard. Um, we all like 
were walking out. And Mr. Magoo was like, I don't have a ride to the graveyard. And he's like, do this blind thing. And my mom, who is like such a sweet, like. And you have to imagine, uh, I'm sure a blind person is not like, let me pick out the craziest glasses in in the store. Exactly. I think it was like. your tip off. And like my siblings and I were kind of saying the same thing. I remember at the time. And my mom was like, he's blind. He like can't see what he's putting on. Like to him, these are normal glasses. And I was like, I really feel like that's (laughs) not the case. Right, exactly. I'm like, he's doing so. So he's like being like, I'm blind and I don't have a ride to the graveyard. And we're like, well, we don't even really. And like, even recounting this story, I have to say, I am like, I know this happened. I was there. I watched this whole thing. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this like sounds so crazy. Like, it didn't happen. Like, who was this man? Like, we never did any follow-ups on this. Like, yeah. I have to like call my parents and like see like what they Mr. remember Magoo about details. it. But yeah. so Mr. Magoo was like, I don't have a ride. And my mom's like, somebody needs to help Mr. Magoo because, you know, like <laughs> she's like a good person or whatever. Yeah. And so my mom is like leading. And like, once again, we are like on the way to bury a family member, <laughs> yeah. like literally put Which a family like member of ours in the ground. To the, the funeral, but not a ride. Exactly. The details yeah. Mr. Magoo was giving were not adding up. And I knew this yeah. as a 10 year old, but my mom was like trying to help who she believed was a disabled person. Um, yeah. And so my mom is like leading Mr. Magoo out of the church, like on mm-hmm. like, on her arm and he turns around and just like full on honks both my mom's titties. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> At the funeral for a relative. Oh my and God. My mom, was this on your mom's side? No, it was on my dad's side. All right. Um, At least that, uh, you know, if, if your own grandma died and then you got uh, groped the same you got day. Groped, yeah. But like, I don't know, like my mom and her were really close. Like it was still yeah. like a very sad occasion. And like, um, the, uh, and, like, my mom after that was still defending Mr. Magoo. Like, like he was, yeah. like, like, she was, like, oh, he didn't know. He just, like, fell over. When, like, this man did a full-ass, like, <laughs> heel turn, both literally and figuratively, and turned around and, like, honk, honk my mom's titties. Yeah. Did he get in the car with you after that? No. Hell no. Okay. I think that my dad, like- I think that my dad kind of stepped in at that point and started, started managing <laughs> the Mr. Magoo the of it all. Site? I don't remember. It's like so specific. And I was so young. And it was also like, you know, like you're yeah, little. Like 10. Like, yeah, I was yeah. 10. Like there was a dead body in the room. Like I had bigger concerns at that moment. Yeah, and I remember Mr. I was. That's yeah. That's how he gets away with it is people are, are distracted. I remember I got to ride. I think like at that point, my memory cuts <laughs> off because I got to ride to the uh, to the burial site in a limo with my grandma and grandpa. And so like that oh was God. like. Like, we were more, um, we were kind of excited about that. So, and then the, my the mom getting sexually assaulted by Mr. Yeah, I guess Mr. behind it. Because did he tell you he was blind, or did, did was that just assumed because he was wearing crazy glasses? I think that, I think that it was a combination of context clues and him also being like, of course I can't drive there because I am blind. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he had, if I remember glasses? correctly, he was carrying a cane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is all, Mr. like, Magoo. I, this sounds so crazy. And, like, the only reason it's not, like, a better memory is because I was literally 10 years old. But this guy pulled up to my great-grandma's <laughs> funeral in giant clown glasses and used it as a situation, parlayed the situation into honking my mom's titties. Oh, my God. Mr. Magoo, if you're out there, come on the pod. Yeah, Mr. Magoo, come on the pod. Maybe he, like, does that. Maybe he, like, goes to funerals. 
Like, maybe he's, like, some kind of pervert. He's, like, a hired. Yeah. Well, it just seems like that would be a situation. Like, yeah, that seemed... I think he is some kind of pervert. Um, yeah. Do you have any, types. like... Do you have any, like, weird local pervert stories like that? Just that... Um, I know that, hopefully it's okay to say this, but one time my aunt, um, there was, like, an old man, and he was like, oh, can you, like, help me, like, in Kroger, like, you know, pick out, like, this wine or whatever. And I think it was actually, could she reach it? Because my aunt is is also very tall, and she did. And then he was like, thank you, and he kissed her square on the lips. (laughs) Oh, my God. And again, he was, like, old. And it's like, and and not to, because obviously it's, it's never good, but... When it's someone who you could very easily beat up, beat like it's a little of, less yeah. traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. We don't, in terms of like local perverts, I mean, we, no one that it was like, stay away from that person. They're going to try to fuck you up or anything. Yeah. I, um, uh, there was a guy who worked at the Kroger, um, mm-hmm in Madeira who's very much like local pervert vibes and like would like always I wonder like, if that fall. was him it would have yeah. been like the Madeira pervert maybe maybe he was off duty yeah off duty um and then the other one have you heard about this the guy in New York who rolls himself up into a carpet and has people step on him <laughs> no yeah so I have had a few friends who have seen him there's a New York Times article about him but wow. every single night this guy lives in Connecticut every single night he drives into the city <laughs> How long of a drive is that? It's like a solid hour. Oh, my Um, gosh. He drives into the city. He rolls himself up into a rug and, like, goes and, like, gets under tables in clubs so that people step on him. Um, Oh, my God. And I've had a couple friends who have seen him. My sister has seen him. Um, And often it's this really insidious thing where, like, he'll hide so you won't know. And all of a sudden you're like, why is the carpet moving? And you're like, because there's, like, a little old man. Like, his head will pop out and he'll be like, hello. And it's like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And it's like the weirdest thing about it is that it's like not it's not openly sexual, but it is at the same time. Like he's not in right. there whacking it, but presumptively he's like getting in the car afterwards. And that's and like, one of like two things where like if it's like uh, you can imagine someone having the dedication to that. Number one, if it's sexual. Yeah. And number two, if they're if they're like you stepped on me, pay me five hundred dollars right now and I won't sue. Like, oh, it seems yeah. like that's one of the two things. You have to admire the dedication. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you do have to admire it, but, the, but at the same time, I guess, like, one of my biggest fears in life is, like, because, like, that could be, like, one of your coworkers, you know, who, like, right. you don't know but leads this, like, secret double life where, like, he drives into the city every night to get stepped on at clubs by teenagers. Um, yeah. And, like— Living with that knowledge that anybody around you could be like a local pervert. <laughs> there were like he get guys. The in? <laughs> um, Is he using rugs that are already available, or does he bring his own? No, he brings his own rug. Like he has a specific setup that's been custom made for him because it's like specific to the dimensions of his body. If anyone has a video of this man, I would love. I have to a see picture it. I can send you. Um, okay, good. From the New York Times. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like deeply. Deeply insane. I mean, that's if you very guys disturbing. But, write yeah. in in the Discord. We can chat about it. Like, who are the local perverts in your town? Yeah. What do they do? Have you ever mm-hmm. encountered them? If you have an experience with Mr. Magoo somewhere at like a funeral in Ohio, let me know because this still lives in my head as like something that I know happened, but I have no explanation for. 
I'm sure um, people do. This seems like something, because it's like, what are public events that are announced where you know there's going to be people there who are kind of out of it? Funerals. Yeah, funerals. That's you really know, smart. Like, you yeah. know that this is a public event. You could just go in. Um, yeah, that happens at the end of this book. Um, is there anything we forgot to mention, like, as far as, like, side? Oh, and her mom, and she grows to, like, like her her um, teacher. Um, yeah. She's like, oh, he's nice, actually, and he makes my mom happy. One of the things that I did like about this book, too, that worked really well was, like, the intertextualness of— it's her diary, but we'd also see her, like, writing down her homework. We also see that yes. her grandma makes her do an essay on the top 10 women she admires, which she puts in the in the book. In the book, um, yeah. Which, what did, how did you feel about her calling Princess Diana a twink? Well, you know, she's not wrong. Do you think that was, like, a she's gay? Or do you no, think it was, like— No, I don't think that— I could I don't, beat her up, like— I think that, like, I think that she means twink as in, like— twig i don't think that meg cabin in 2003 knew what a twink was yeah like and she's like maybe disrespectful to the royalty like she's nothing like right yeah Yeah. um and they talk about princess diana's death in this book yeah was funny well because it oh you think princess diana's death is funny um uh uh-oh yeah. You who famously thought, you who famously, I literally was on a walk the other day and I uh-huh. broke out laughing because I remembered that you thought Princess Diana got shot. I have to say that a lot of that, probably if we, we were not talking about it with like my number one comedy idol, like it would have been different. But because Nick Weiger was there, I was like, oh my God, my oh brain my God. was not working. I um, forgot that that's, I forgot that that's why, I forgot that that's when we talked about it. I didn't, yeah. That um, part of the story. I like think about that a lot. Me too. The, uh, because it's not a bad assumption now no no it's not a bad assumption i the reason why it's so yeah. funny is because it's like is because essentially that is what happened but the yes. fact that like the fact that you were living your life with the thinking the with the drama in mind that princess diana had been shot for some reason it's not like i'm laughing like oh my god franny's so stupid it's like that would have been something that makes that, sense yeah yes like it's like exactly. that is that's a, funny that's a misconception that, you could have Especially yeah, it's because funny we, that that's a misconception that dying. someone can have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we also hear about a person, the the driver being, I mean, I think he died too, but being implicated in her death. Yes, um, yeah, because well. he was so, allegedly drunk. And that was a little bit uh, funny in this book is that they talk about, like, in their algebra class, like, a discussion breaks out when all these paparazzi are there for Mia. Someone says, like, um, like well, they killed Princess Diana. And then the teacher's like, well, actually, do you think that the media killed her? Or do you think that it was perhaps that the driver was drunk? And so that, like, there's a little, a lot of funny interstitials there. Yeah. Um, it just, this world felt very real and fleshed out. Um, I don't, and it was, oh, and then the other funny thing, and then this is not a plot point that could happen now, was that there's, uh, uh, Michael will always be working on his web design, which I think is called Crackhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so their parents can like never get through. And yeah. then like one of the things is like their parents were going to buy a second number. And then it was like, oh, but actually it wouldn't be the 212 area code. Yeah, because so they're like, the 917 have- started. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not going to have two separate area codes in one household. So they're just like, we'll just wait till he goes to college. But that was very funny of not being able to get through because someone was using the internet, which is something that happened. Not when yeah. we were alive, though. Yeah. Well, it happened. I mean, when we were alive, not when we but not when we were like, not when we had hands that could function to yes. work a computer. Um, yeah, I would recommend that people read this book. It's fun. It's good. Yeah, it's it made cute. me excited to read the 
the sequels, which is very rare on this podcast. Also, though, like, that's always a red flag because I will say, yeah, we liked the first Gossip Girl book. We found a lot to talk about with the first Gossip Girl book. The subsequent Gossip Girl books, none of them did anything for us. So I promise, listener, that we will we will tread lightly um, in the assumptions that we make. Um, Should we announce uh, next month? Next month. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wait, it's next month is happening. Next month I didn't is October. Even, yes. Yeah. I didn't even remember. This next month is going to be dystopia month. So we will be covering Hunger Games, Matched, Maze Runner, Cinder, and The Second Divergent. That is five dystopian books. For our Patreon, we will be doing Hunger Games movie, Maze Runner movie, Di- The Second Divergent movie. And you know what? I'm going to h- throw it in there right now. And Clark's, if you're not available, sorry you are. We will be covering The Hungry Games, the the ripoff oh parody. And I'm going to say that my brother will be rejoining We're us. We're going to, oh um, my God. And we have some, I think Kim Kim Richards is in Hungry Games oh and Brandy. Oh my God. Um, so that'll be, that'll be good. Um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, you know, that'll be... Um, uh, for Patreon month and as well as all five of those books. It's going to be a fun month, y'all. And, you know, we've we've never read The Hunger Games on this pod. And, and I did enjoy reading Divergent for a yeah. live show because it's a little, there's there's always going to be a lot of interesting, like, world building and worldview things within these books. Yes. About. Um, yeah. You know, Twilight Month last year broke me. I'm sure Dystopia Month will break me as well. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um... Uh, I'm excited to revisit the Hunger Games. I haven't thought about the Hunger Games in probably like 10 years. So um, I feel like there will be a lot to say there. Um, So for all of your Dystopia Month needs, subscribe to our Patreon. Obviously, we'll be doing the books on the main feed. um, But our Patreon Mm -hmm. is patreon.com slash girls like us show. $5 a month. Uh, This month, you got three extra episodes. uh, Or you're going to get three extra episodes next month you will have four extra episodes. So that's a lot of content. Uh, as it gets cold outside, you're inside yeah. doing chores, um, you know, putting your stupid little I'm with spooky decorations up. You want something to listen mm-hmm. to, honey, we'll have like fucking 10 hours or more of content next month. So fill yeah. your brain with yeah. uh, our takes and opinions. And we're going to have some fun guests next month. Um who love yes, to grace sure. our feeds and uh, get a little bit of action in there. Um, as always, our lovely producer is Camden Stacy. Um, you can find our Frolic Sorority Sisters at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow our social medias at Girls Like Us Show on Twitter and Instagram. And our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only Leggy. Have... A great week, everybody. We'll see you in October. Mwah, 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 mwah. Bye.